Hello, this is Malia Warner. Welcome to the Power Podcast. Today is episode 51, Power Perspective. Hi, everyone, and Happy New Year. Is everyone back to work? Kids are back to school. I heard on the radio the other day that the day back, the first day back to work and back to school is the most tired day of the year. It's the day people report feeling the most sluggish, the most lethargic, the most exhausted. So if you're feeling all of those things today, just know you're normal. It's okay. I think a lot of us want to start the new year with a clean slate and lots of energy, and then it's so hard to transition out of the holidays that we get feeling really dumpy on ourselves, and let's not do that. It's okay. Transitions are transitions. We've gone from a different schedule, and for those of us that live in colder climates, it's freezing outside, and you want to stay in the warm bed, and the heater's running in your house, which kind of makes you feel a little more lethargic and sluggish anyway. So let's show ourselves some patience and some kindness and give ourselves some time to readjust, to recover from the holidays and get back into the routine of things. Who says we have to hit the ground running 100 miles per hour on January 2nd or January 4th or January 5th? We have plenty of time to do what is most needful and take care of ourselves as well. On that note, I'm going to keep the podcast short and sweet today. If you are like me, you are backed up listening to your favorite podcasts because of the holidays. I have a lot of catching up to do. And today's episode is an introduction to our 2020 season. I'm so excited. Episode 51. In 2019, we focused on power principles, principles to give you the knowledge and energy to solve problems and accomplish goals in your life. In 2020, we are focusing on perspective because 2020 is all about vision, right? 2020 vision, how we see our lives, how we see our circumstances, how we see the world. So our theme for the Power Podcast in 2020 is Power Perspective. Perspective is so fascinating how two different people can see the same situation, the same circumstance in completely different ways. We perceive things differently and the way we perceive affects the choices that we make, the thoughts that we think, the feelings that we have and the actions that we take. And our perspective ultimately leads to all of the results that we have in our life. One of my favorite things that we did over this holiday was celebrate my youngest brother's 40th birthday. And being together with my siblings and parents and all of the grandkids reminded me how much perspective has affected our family. And I want to share a couple of stories about that today. I come from a family of eight children. I have five brothers. There are three girls and I'm fifth in the family. So 15 years ago, our oldest brother turned 40 and that was such a big deal. When you've grown up all together and the oldest of you turns 40, you just are like, oh my goodness, we're all headed to be 
ancient relics. And so we gathered and we roasted him and told stories, kind of a this is your life thing. And it's become a tradition that we do this. And we're all spaced three years apart. And so we know every three years we're going to have this 40th birthday celebration. So it gets harder and harder to surprise the birthday boy or girl because they know that it's coming. So we were having a hard time knowing how to surprise this youngest brother. And we executed it beautifully. It turned out so well. We met at my brother's house early on a Saturday morning and his roommate, who happened to be a nephew, so that was very convenient, led us into his house. And we had, we all had on these wigs and I will put a picture in the show notes. So make sure to scroll down. If you never do the show notes, make sure to scroll down so you can see this picture of my siblings and my parents in our wigs sneaking into my youngest brother's bedroom and my dad, who will be 82 this year, in a Jack Sparrow pirate wig. Classic. We all tiptoe in around his bed. My brother cranks on, they say it's your birthday, the Beatles song, and we start jumping on the bed and pounce on him and jumping and jumping. And he can't tell who we are because of the wigs and because it's so early on a Saturday morning. So we got him good, captured him, took him to IHOP for breakfast, ordered Metamucil for his drink. And we have two pharmacists and a doctor in the family. So you can imagine all of the pills and medical devices that come out to roast a sibling for their 40th birthday. We then blindfolded him, took him to a bowling alley, and all of the nieces and nephews were there. And the in-laws too joined us and, and yelled surprise. And then we all bowled, which was hilarious. I think the youngest one is two and the oldest is nearly 82. So it was quite a spread of ages. And we've never done anything like that all together at a bowling alley with eight lanes. And it really was a good time. And then we took him back to a house and had a pizza party and let the roasting begin. And I think the roast gets a little toastier with each sibling that we do. It was fantastic. My kids love this. This is their chance that they get to hear all the stories about when we were younger and the trouble that we got into. And hearing the stories about how we would chase each other around with the garden hose and lock each other out of the house and the dents in all of the doors in the house and the vented door frames. It's amazing. We love each other so much now, but my mother always said, and so this was the power of her perspective. Growing up, you can imagine the noise of eight children, five of them boys in the house, farm animals all around, always jobs and projects and chaos going on. And her motto was fighting develops characters. And so I say, well, mom, that's why you have eight characters now. But the story of perspective that I want to share from the weekend is about my brother, Kevin, who passed away 18 years ago. And when we get together, we love to feel his presence and give him a shout out and remember him and feel him part of our family again, because we dearly miss him. He was the second born. My oldest brother was born. And then 10 months later, my parents had a second baby boy. And this was 1966. 
and they felt immediately that there was something not exactly right with him. But none of the doctors would say anything. They would, they would take him back in for pediatrician appointments and say, he's not holding his head up. He's not really crawling. And the doctor would say, oh, you know, kids develop at different times. And finally, when he was nine months old, my parents took him to a specialist. And the specialist said, your son is mongoloid. You should check him into an institution and forget that he was ever born. And there are a lot of examples about the power of perspective in this story about my parents with their nine-month-old baby and the perspective that they were given and the perspective that they chose to adopt and ultimately the choices that they made. So the perspective of this specialist was, your son is mongoloid, he will be an embarrassment to you. You won't be able to handle him. He will limit your life. He's not going to be able to have any kind of quality of life. And so you should just lock him away where they locked anyone that was different in those days, locked away and forget about them. That was his perspective. When my parents asked their pediatrician, why didn't you say something to us? Why didn't you tell us you knew what he had? Why didn't you tell us? And the pediatrician said, I wanted to give you as many happy months as possible before the news ruined your life. So another perspective. My brother Kevin was born with Down syndrome. Back in the day, they didn't call it Down syndrome. They called it mongoloidism. Today, we have a very different perspective about people with Down syndrome. We see them on TV. We see them acting in commercials and doing gymnastics and modeling. And the perspective over time has changed about what people are able to do and that differences don't limit us, but differences can even empower us more. My parents 50 plus years ago chose that perspective. They made the choice to bring Kevin home and to raise him as a normal child, as a part of their family and let him be who he was going to be. My mother told me that she decided that anything that he did, they would consider a bonus. And that as long as he lived, they would consider that a bonus because they were told that he probably wouldn't live past the age of five. Several doctors also shared their perspective that my parents should not have any more children. And this is where the podcast gets spiritual because my family is a spiritual family. We grew up always having family prayer together, praying on our own, praying together. And at this time, my mom and dad went to visit my mother's parents. And my grandfather was a very, very spiritually in tune man, a very humble man. And he gave my mother a blessing and told her that she would have many more children and that they would all be healthy. And the reason I share this is because it doesn't matter religion or worthiness or lifestyle. I believe every one of us has the ability to communicate with a higher power and that there is a higher power who has a bigger perspective than we do, who knows all things, who knows the beginning from the end, who has greater intelligence and who is able to help us to shape our perspective so that we can make wiser decisions because there are times when we are hit with things that we don't know. We don't know what direction to take. We don't know what to do. But every person on the planet has the light and the ability to tune into that higher intelligence and ask for help. And that's what my parents did. They prayed, they sought help, 
and they made the decision to bring Kevin home and to love him and treat him as they would any of their children and as they did any of their children. And following Kevin, they went on to have six more children. And the seven of us had the privilege of growing up with Kevin in our family. And at this point, it would be easy to put on the rose-colored glasses and have the perspective that everything was always rosy and peachy and beautiful. And that I grew up with the perspective that Kevin was a blessing and never a burden, which I absolutely feel now. But it wasn't that way all of my life. There were times where I did feel like Kevin got out of doing the dishes or got out of doing chores or got some special treatment. And then there were things that would come up like we couldn't go to a bowling alley as a family because in those days there weren't no smoking laws and the smoke with his weakened heart and lungs would put Kevin's health into a crisis. And when we would go on vacations, we would tote along these huge green metal oxygen tanks. And so sometimes I could get really selfish and and think that, oh, you know, he was holding me back or was a hindrance. And so there were times when I would feel bitterness rise up in my throat, that I would feel resentment. And then I would feel guilty for feeling resentment because I could see all of the things that he struggled with that I didn't have to struggle with. And I'm so grateful for those things now. I am grateful that growing up with Kevin taught me compassion and understanding and respect and getting to know the real person behind their surface, quote unquote, differences. When I was a piano teacher in Arizona, one of my adult students, her sister had just given birth to a Down syndrome baby and they were in shock and trying to come to terms and make life plans. And they ended up having this baby go through hours and hours daily of therapy. And my piano student would come and tell me about everything that they were trying to do to turn this baby into normal, to make this baby normal. And I am in favor of therapy and support, but I told my piano student, please tell your sister it's okay to let this child be who he's going to be. Let him do what he can do and discover what he can do and don't let him grow up feeling that he's not good enough, that his limitations are a problem. Let him do what he's able to do and discover what he's able to do Therapy is great. Give him support. Help him become the best person he can be, but don't try to fit him into a mold of quote-unquote normalcy that he's not going to fit into. You will deprive your family of the greatest and most beautiful gift of having a Down syndrome child in your home. I am eternally grateful that my parents made the decision to raise Kevin with us to not deprive me of having had the privilege of being his sister. When you have, especially someone with Down syndrome, I don't know what their superpower is, but it is some link to like this universal supply of love. And to be able to live anywhere in the proximity of that, it's the greatest gift of my life. You can't buy that. You can't go on vacation to that. What I miss most about Kevin were his enormous hugs. When he wrapped you in his embrace, you felt like you were enveloped in the arms of heaven. The contrasting perspectives my parents were faced with at that time in their life, young, newly married with two baby boys, and the resulting decisions they made have impacted all of my life. 
What if they had taken on the perspective of the doctors that this child would ruin their life and should be locked away? But instead, they took on the perspective that this child could be their greatest blessing and they brought him home and they raised him that way. And as a result, he has been our family's greatest blessing. Kevin passed away just a couple of years before his 40th birthday and we still had a 40th birthday celebration for him. We made a video tribute of his life and we all watched it and bawled all the way through it, which we still do. A few days before he passed away, my sister had the presence of mind to get a video recording of Kevin, and he went through each member of the family and talked about what he loved about them. And on the birthday videos, there's always a little clip of Kevin giving them this message. And it was so touching for me at my younger brother's party because He's my youngest brother and he's the largest. He's the tallest. He has the broadest shoulders. He lifts weights. So, so he's the big one. And when Kevin came up on the screen, giving my youngest brother this personalized message about who he is and what he loves about him, my brother was in tears. And I think any one of us would say that that's the greatest birthday gift that we could ever have is a message and a personalized hug from our brother, Kevin. And I share this personal family story and this decision that my parents were faced with years ago as an illustration and an introduction to the podcast series this year, Power Perspective. This is my goal for the Power Podcast series this year, to offer perspective. Just because someone says something is this way doesn't make it so and doesn't mean that it's true for you. Sometimes all we need is to look at things a little differently, to see the bigger picture, to get a broader perspective, so that we can move forward in our life with 2020 vision. This is Malia Warner. Thank you for joining me today for this episode on the power of perspective. I am so excited to meet you back here each and every week for the remaining 49 episodes of the 2020 podcast season. Have a wonderful week, a happy new year. I will meet you back here next time. Until then, bye-bye my friends.